Okay. Uh, okay, we are recording now. For um, it's you know we're delighted to have David Thomas, Dave Thomas. And yeah. Hi. Hi, Don. Hi. Uh, I'm glad uh, your audio sounds great too. You okay. Know, great. Yeah. I just got a just got a new headset for Christmas, so hopefully it uh, sounds good. <laughs> and the uh, we've got the recording going good. So um, you know John Locke. I hope people know who John Locke is, that uh, he's a trader who's uh, with SMB Capital now. And his methods, which include uh, M3, M9, M21, are really under very, very widespread discussion uh, among many, many different uh, forums and groups. And, and the nice thing about it is that uh, they're evolved methods. In other words, he's tested uh, I think maybe hundreds by now of methods. And these are ones that, that he found uh, worked in, and people have been able to reproduce that success. And people have gone off and started their own firms trading using some of these methods. And the nice thing about it is they're very, very well defined. And, uh, okay, <laughs> um, Dave is the mentor that is associated with um, John Locke's company. So uh, the only trading training that we do, uh, okay, John, uh, the only training, as I understand it, that uh, John Locke's company does, and Jeff, you can correct me, I'm sorry, uh, Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, is through their video series, which you can buy. Yes, that's correct. And also, and then also uh, private, uh, either group mentoring or private mentoring. And private mentoring. And, and group, do. group, yeah, group mentoring as well. And group mentoring. Mm -hmm. um, now uh, yeah, we're going to get uh, in great depth in here tonight uh, into uh, M3 in particular. Which Hopefully, is, we can keep people awake. <laughs> um, which, in particular, is the foundation method used uh, by John Locke's company uh, in training people how to how to trade these methods. Now, um, these are highly evolved methods. It's not like our previous talk, where we're experimenting and trying this and trying that, which is worthwhile too. Because that's what we all had to go to go through, and it's very interesting to see that also. But these are more evolved methods that are already extremely well defined with sets of rules, or they may involve some discretion. Uh, Dave will tell us about that also. Sure. And, but certainly, uh, the there's there's a lot to learn here, and they may seem a little bit formalized, but uh, as opposed to discretionary. But that's all the better because we can take them and look at them for ourselves and evaluate them more systematically. Now, um, Dave, uh, okay, let's see. Did you want to do the dis disclosure, uh, the dis disclaimer here? Yeah, sure, Don. Uh, this is, you know, just the, uh, this is the standard one that uh, John has before all of his uh, 
meetings and <clears throat> I'm not sure you're supposed to read part of this, but I guess it just says that locking your success is not a broker dealer. This is for educational purposes only. Uh, we're not, um, uh, we're not brokers or, uh, we don't <clears throat> make any specific suggestions or even any of the things that we show are not meant to be any live type of trades. They're all hypothetical computer simulated trades. So, you can, everyone's seen this you know, verbiage a million times and it's the same thing, but I guess, I guess we need to show that. So here it is. So hopefully yeah, everybody's, ho hopefully everybody's read that. So a million okay. times. And, uh, by the way, are you going to give us some, uh, stuff to take away at the end or? Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 The, uh, slides that I've got here, you know, don't worry about it. I can, uh, send you, uh, you know, send you a copy of them. That'd be great if you can. If you, now, if you can't, or if you want people to mail you uh, to get them, those are variations that we can accept. Mm -hmm. So uh, so if you end up deciding that you need to keep a record of who you're sending to or something like that, let me know and we'll do it that way. Otherwise, uh, we can include uh, perhaps the disclosure or the disclaimer <laughs> rather in sure. there. Sure. Uh, now, let me... I'll, um, be, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you that these... These are slides that I just uh, prepared today. Uh, they don't, probably don't have all the proper, um, <clears throat> you know, proper lock in your success things on these, but so I, I will probably have to get those uh, uh, put on. So if uh, people could wait for that, I would appreciate that. Uh, yeah. But basically, it's just it's just a matter of a couple of slides here. Most of the stuff that we do today will be live, uh, going right through option view back trading of actually a trade that or two trades actually that I've got prepared for you guys and just want to jump into it and but first we want to be able to kind of go over some of uh, what the M3 is all about and yeah but okay great uh, yeah we can wait no problem and before we get into that also and I think you know the least courtesy we can give um, to John Locke's company and to uh, Dave. Um, is to ask him to tell us a little bit more about their their training program or educational program. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, the uh, the uh, if anyone wants to, and so I'll be I'll be brief about that. But the excited, I really I'm sure everybody wants to can just kind of get into the meat of things. But uh, just a, a very very short background on myself. Um, I started with John actually as a student back in around 2000, about early 2010, 2011, and was a student for him for quite a few years. And then just recently during the past year, uh, John asked me to come on board as a, uh, as a teacher uh, as part of his organization, which is basically just him and I. So this is not a large company. This is a very small operation. Um, we both make, as I mentioned to Don before, um, any type of teaching or education that we do is strictly kind of in a you know, a give back kind of situation um, in the sense that it's not where we make our our um, money that we go to pay our mortgage and put food on the table uh, every month. Um, you know, 99% uh, comes from actual trading. So we're traders, we're professional traders, and that's what we do as our as our way to be able to produce income. Um, I I started off myself years ago, worked about you know, 25, 30 years in the manufacturing and engineering businesses, and uh, I'm an engineer by trade um, and worked in various markets of uh, hardware manufacturing, software manufacturing, and uh, and believe it or not, even uh, record making, um, good old uh, albums and LPs. Uh, so that, I know, dates me. So, <laughs> um, so that's kind of, and if anybody is really interested, you can go on to the uh, www.lockinyoursuccess.com website 
under uh, coaches and under coaches, my name is there and you can kind of just click on that and you can see a picture of me and a little bit of a couple of paragraphs about me, but that's, uh, I think, um, you know, that gives a short little synopsis. And um, as far as, as far as teaching programs, the only programs that we have are the ones that John uh, has prepared over the course of about the past four or five years. And as Don mentioned, it was the, you know, the M3, the bearish butterfly, the rock program, the M21, uh, and now just recently um, advanced position management um, are the newest one that John has put out. <clears throat> and, but apart from those particular ones that are videos with PowerPoint slides attached, um, the only thing that we do apart above and beyond that is, like I said, group mentoring that we do twice a month. As a matter of fact, we had one last, last night. Uh, we do twice a month, one hour uh, every other week, um, or individual appointments, uh, individual private mentoring, uh, you know, by appointment. Um, uh, usually it's uh, for newer students and for people that have not gone in, usually I'm the uh, person that usually starts off with that, only just because John is just so busy that his his uh, waiting list is uh, quite, quite long, uh, and he's extremely busy doing a lot of other things. So, um, he's uh, uh, given me the opportunity to be able to do that. But if, if people want John for, as a personal mentor, they can certainly do that. Uh, it'll just take maybe a bit of time to get to him. So, um, but all of the sessions that we have as far as personal mentoring are all 100% customized to the individual person. Um, it's not assuming there's no canned packages. Uh, there's none of that kind of stuff. It's basically we're there basically to help you be successful in this type of training. Uh, trading. And would you and say, uh, Dave, that uh, there's a high demand for the service? You know, it's it's um, over the years. Uh, that's one of the reasons why John asked me to come on board uh, yeah. was because it was just getting too much for him. So he could not do. And also, we give out free, you know, 20-minute consultations to anybody. Uh, that is just interested and wants to find out if this is right for them. And, and I also do those as well. So um, anybody that wants that, it will have that. And, and as a matter of fact, um, because just so that people know, when John first started off with this, he had actually uh, worked with a company out of New York City called SMB. And I'm sure you guys may or may not be aware of SMB, but they're effectively the, the marketing um, arm for John for his programs. They do also have an options trading desk, which John is their top trader. Um, but um, so he does work with SMB as they're on their trading desk as their top trader. Um, they have actually um, uh, they've got you know quite a group of people there doing it. Um, but that's the uh, that's uh, they have actually told me that you know people that are here tonight um, and this has nothing to do with me. But if you know, there's, I'll show you a slide at the very end of this where. You know, there's a little promotional code, and if you, you know, anybody wants to buy M3 after this, you know, you get a, you know, 5% discount or whatever. So um, I've got that at the end, so it's that's for your information. So, um, but anyway, that's 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 kind of how it's organized. It's about as simple as that. That's okay. Thank you. And they have they have their own uh, forum, don't they? I forget what it, what is that called? Option. I mean S and B. Yeah, they they have a. A website where you can look at webinars every every week. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, Seth, Seth Freiberg uh, is is the director of the education there, and you know they have various uh, webinars, and they have uh, he he's in charge of the options education for them, and um, and so you know there's option education there, and they actually 
do actually employ people to come on as like college students to learn about trading and then hopefully be able to earn a position on their on their trading desk uh, where you know you earn you know you basically use other people's money uh, to do trading so uh, but there's quite a process I believe to to get through to do that yeah, I think the head of who's the head of SMB Capital. I think he's quite well known, is he not? Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm not sure of his name, but the only person that I know there is Seth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I knew I knew, I knew Seth uh, actually back in the days of uh, Dan Sheridan mentoring, where where I started off. So that's where I uh, got to know uh, uh, Dan. Uh, um, sorry, uh, Seth Freudberg. Right. And, and, and actually, also John Locke. I met John at one of actually Dan Sheridan's reunions that he had one year out in Chicago. So. It's a, it's kind of a kind of a small group of people. Yeah, so I'm just trying to paint the background a little bit for people who really can't do it. They'll have to you know they'll have to investigate it themselves. But uh, I'm just trying to establish a little bit that the credentials behind uh, you and John Locke are very uh, significant. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, go right ahead, uh, Dave and. Uh, we're going yeah, my, to do, yeah, my plan, later on go around the audience, right? Well, my plan, Don, is just going to spend a couple of minutes just going over just maybe like three or four slides here, which just is just some, and here's the first one, hopefully is everyone has now, and I assume everyone can see my, my screen here. Yeah, the M3 is a market neutral income strategy. Right, right. So, you know, these are just very basic things explaining, and then basically my plan, Don, is to just go through these very quickly and then just sure. go and then share my screen on option view and then be able to show people, you know, the real stuff. And let's just, you know, dive in and see how it all works. And, you know, lots of times the, there's all this time spent on theory and, you know, words and people want to understand and let's get to the trade and let's see how it's all done. Super. Go right ahead. And, and what I'd say, Don, is that, you know, I don't know how many people are in the audience tonight, but however many there are, um, if, if, if somehow either, I don't know if you can organize this, Don, or not, but as the, uh, you know, as um, uh, I did this uh, about a month ago with a Northwest Options Trading Group out here in Seattle, uh, where basically we kind of went through day by day. And, you know, if um, it didn't really matter, people were, had never even heard of an M3 or even options. But given just a few minor things that I showed people to kind of concentrate on, I gave them the ability to kind of say, okay, do we, by virtue of what Dave's telling me to do, do we need to make an adjustment to this trade or do we just continue on to the next day? And if this, somehow you can orchestrate that in the audience, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, um, we'll, do we'll do exactly that. I'm looking forward to it. When you mentioned that, I was very enthusiastic. I, about I found it usually helps people to keep awake. If they if they know their so time is if if they know their time is coming up, <laughs> so yeah, we'll anyway, and I'd say also Don is you know uh, uh, interrupt me at any time when people have questions or whatever uh, you know feel free to interrupt at any time. Sure. Well, I think we in answer to your question, how many people are here? I would say we have oh fifty, about fifty. Well, fantastic. That's very, very nice. Yep. Well, I, uh, I had about half the size of that group in Seattle here, but so, uh, maybe there's, uh, you've got a, a bigger group there in North Carolina. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, whereabouts are you guys actually in North Carolina? Uh, in, uh, Raleigh. In Raleigh. Okay. And, okay. Uh, also, we better, we better say Aunt Durham and Chapel Hill and Gary. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. Well, the, um, <clears throat> like I said, uh, 
uh, I guess maybe, you know, by virtue of you, Don, if you can kind of help be my eyes and ears here a little bit, um, you know, just by a show of hands or something, is there, first off, anybody in the audience that actually trades M3? Okay, how many people are currently or have traded M3 or something pretty close to it? We have got uh, no response. No response. Okay. Had anybody ever heard of the M3? <laughs> How many people are, are have at least a, a very minimal or uh, familiarity with M3? And we have how many people? One, two, three. Uh, three plus me is four. Okay. Well, that's well, that's great because out of the 25 people I had in Seattle, uh, my audience actually was zero. So we're so you guys are the experienced ones, I guess. <laughs> So anyway, so uh, that, that's good because that kind of gives me a, a, a framework to kind of go by here. So, um, and if I'm going too fast or something, done or uh, not, uh, that's not clear. You know, just 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 tell me along the way, okay? No problem. Okay, so so I'm sure everybody's had a chance to kind of read what's on this on the on the on the uh, the screen here. Effectively, you know, M3 is a market neutral income trading trading strategy. Um, that is designed to withstand basically the kind of stuff that we're seeing in the market right now. Uh, you know, everybody's just kind of reeling from what's been happening since the, the you know, first of the, the 2016 here. And, you know, as evident even with a discussion with my brother today, who has an M3 on right now, um, he was uh, very happy to see that it is a very resilient trade and can actually withstand these large uh, in this case, down movements in the in the market, which will uh, minimize your drawdowns. While hopefully, what it's doing is is giving you the ability to learn how to trade without busting your bank or your 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 brokerage account, because that is the the single biggest thing where we see most people do is they try all these different variations, and all of a sudden they've tried these things and find out that all of a sudden they have no money left. Um, so this M3, it's, it's, like I said, it has a basic framework of an extremely effective income trade. Uh, just for people's understanding, uh, you know, I've been trading this trade since about 2011. Um, and so it's, you know, been time tested through, you know, many, many, many people. And so it's, um, this is, you know, nothing brand new out of the box, as they say. And basically, it's uh, one of the things is that it gives you the ability to truly um, understand your position, how to identify risk, and how to correct that risk, uh, just like what's happening today in the market. Uh, and it's also simple to adapt that strategy to changing market environments, helping you ensure your long-term survival in the market. So that's the whole big thing is that, you know, we want people to be around for a while to be able to do this. And, um, and I guess maybe I should say, Don, that this is, maybe I didn't say it before, that this is a uh, you know, 100% of where I get my income um, uh, as far as trading uh, with a small part of teaching. Um, but basically there's, um, you know, there's, uh, I went, as they say, back to college uh, to learn trading about uh, eight years ago. So. so M3 teaches you how to trade a market neutral position that is extremely resilient to price movement, just like we're seeing today for the duration of the trade. It's designed to lose as little money as possible while you learn how to monitor, identify, and control price movement and risk in your position. And basically what this gives you is the ability to look at adjustments, looking at your key things of static and dynamic Greeks, in other words, Delta, uh, Vega, uh, for example, 
so that you can be in the market learning how to properly trade a live position without the excessive risk of most other strategies. The whole big thing of this is that we want to be able, have you be safe, learn how to trade, and make a little bit of money. So that's, that's kind of the basics. The whole thing is that you can have a high win rate, a mild drawdown, and the ease of management of positions when properly traded. So that's the, you know, these are the kind of just the key things that are about it as far as how to minimize your risk while you learn to make money. And, you know, it kind of makes sense that, you know, risk-adverse traders would gravitate towards this type of trade. Um, there are other trades that John has in his uh, um, book of trades, like, for example, the bearish butterfly and the rock. Um, and, and those are, you know, not like this. Uh, those are much more where you have, in the case of both of those, you have the, the chance of having large drawdowns. And so there's, you know, those are more, as I would call it, uh, opportunistic trades or when the market is, is, is right for those. But all by themselves, those are actually excellent strategies where, um, as a matter of fact, uh, Don, do, do people know about John's Monday morning free webinar that he does every Monday morning? Hey, uh, take a show of hands. John had to step out. This is John. Oh, Anybody hi, John. know about about John Locks? We got one. Okay, well, just okay. Well, just to let you guys know that he John does a every Monday morning at nine o'clock East Coast time. Uh, he does a free um, webinar uh, where he basically will go through all of his trades, the the web-based trades for the M3, the Rock, the Bearish Butterfly, and the V Condor. Um, and it's totally for free. You just have to sign up for it uh, right on the website. So if you, you know, that's something that if anybody just wants to look at a very uh, uh, a cheap price, in other words, for free, uh, you can actually go there and, and sign up and do that. So that's uh, um, it's a little more difficult here on the West Coast to get up for 6 a.m., but uh, for you guys, it should be easy. Awesome. Thanks for that. Okay, so getting right into the trade. Um, these are the entry information for the trade. And, uh, John, can you see this? Yes. The, okay. um, I, don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how clear it is because this might get very small. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about these graphs right now. Just kind of look at it in general because we'll get into it more detail when this will be just the entire page. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I can... If, if that's the case, I can zoom in on your text. If that, if you'd rather show the text right now, uh, off to the left-hand side, you mean? Sure. Uh, okay. So people cannot see that, or I, I think, think I think folks are fine right now. Okay. That's okay. And, and we're just going to spend a second on this because we just really want to get into it to show people. Uh, you know, the ideal entry position is about 56 days from uh, from expiration. You can enter this anywhere between 70 days to 15 days. Uh, position size is, we call it a 10 lot, uh, which is basically a planned capital trade of $50,000, uh, which basically is like it shows here, like 10 puts, 10 long puts, 20 short puts, 10 long puts, and one long deep in the money call. That call is usually around delta, close to around 90 delta. And shorts are put around 15 to 35 points below where the rut is trading. The longs are 50 points wide on each side, which creates this butterfly arrangement, as you see over here on the lower right. And the ideal Greeks of an entry position, which you can't really see, that's right here, but it's usually between about, you're getting close to about delta neutral. Uh, so somewhere between around zero and minus 10 or so. 
And the T plus zero chart, as you or T plus zero line, as you see here on the chart, you know, we like to get it as flat as possible, which is a little bit different than other trades, which are obviously you can see that this is a very low low delta position since it's so uh, so so flat. Maybe we should just make sure that everybody's uh, caught this. Uh, okay. Do people understand uh, the different elements of this? So we have the 10 lot is 10 long puts, 20 short puts, 10 long puts. <clears throat> that is a butterfly, right? That's correct. That's a butterfly. Does, it, does everyone understand? Uh, and basically, it's this part here of the graph with the hat is showing the butterfly where here is where you sold the 10. The, short, uh, the, short, the shorts are right in the middle right here, and then the longs right are on either side. Because what happens is your, your profit, and as uh, you, that's your maximum profit because you sold both sides, uh, both the, well, okay, the puts, yeah, on both sides. And you, so, buy, you buy your insurance out here, and you sell your shorts here. So that uh, if, it, if it doesn't go anywhere away from that central position, that's your maximum profit. And what this uh, this solid line shows is um, who knows what the solid line shows. That's right. That's your profit at expiration. If um, across and here on the on this. Uh, people can't see it, so I'm just necessarily, so I'll explain. It's all the strikes. So in the middle here, so notice the green line is where the market is now. Is that correct, uh, Dave? Uh, that's, the market is right where this black dot is right here. Right. And um, what is the, oh, uh, what is the vertical and the, the, the vertical axis is the profit. Yes, uh, yes. Of the trade. Yes. And, and, we can, this, and, and Donna, it may be easier when I get into option view to be able to see this really clearly because I'll have the entire screen I can really show people really easily. This, mm -hmm. is just, this is just kind of meant just as a quick guideline and we can kind of get into it more when we have option view right up there. That's fine. So, so why, don't we, uh, why don't we just kind of move on if that's okay and then we can kind of um, just make sure that, Please. you know. So here's here's a hopefully a little bit more of a descriptive trade, and you can see this where the big blue area is kind of what Don was just referring to as kind of the profit area, and the basic guidelines that we're using here is as so these numbers down below are deltas. So as as rut moves to the left, as this big arrow is showing, um, we basically get as the arrow says more positive delta. The more we the rut rises and we go to the right, we get more negative delta. When we say more negative, we're saying we go from minus 10 to minus 20 to minus 30 to minus 40 to minus 50. So that's what we say is more negative. Um, more positive is when we go from plus 1 to plus 20 to plus 50. That's more positive going to the left. Okay, okay. and Dave, if you don't mind, uh, let me see if people are following as we go here through some of these stages. Sure. And so what does, when we say it's more positive delta here, what does that actually mean? Could anyone explain that? Go ahead, John. 
when you're uh, so delta being the measure of the um, reaction of the worth of your trading strategy to a one dollar move in the underlying uh, as your, your delta increases um, strategy is more susceptible to a one dollar move uh, your strategy would make more money for a $1 up move in the underlying. Is that right, uh, Dave? Yeah, you know, when it, <laughs> the, 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 the strict definition of, you know, what, you know, a put is and what a call is and what a delta and all the, you know, the definitions, um, you know, everybody can go read about those. But the, the biggest thing that we just wanted to show on this slide was strictly, literally just direction is you know when delta gets and, and we can show it better when i actually get to the slide of uh, an actual trade because then we'll be able to show it down much much clearer than this this is just meant for a very quick quick kind of thing yep so we can move on sure okay so mm -hmm. we can get back to this this is just if people want to know down there's a special smb promotion you know five percent off on the m3 programs up until the 20th of the month, if you just use this code RDOptions, um, and you, you can have that later on done. I can show it to you later on. We'll include that with the package. And let me ask the, the question, what is the uh, price? Um, I believe the price is, you know, that's a great price. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, but I, I believe it's I believe it's, it's somewhere around like, like $900 or $1,000, somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, Okay, if people want, and what what would they be buying if they buy that? Uh, what they be what they be buying is basically a three videos and powerpoints that basically will go over all kinds of uh, all kinds of uh, information about the M3, but basically take you from stem to stern to show you what it's all about. Super. Okay. Oh, hang on. Okay. We got a, a question. Yes. Sorry. Okay, uh, he'll explain. Uh, Dave will explain this right now. Oh, well, you see, with the package, if you buy the package, it's a completely different set of material. This is material that, uh, this is just a live shot that Dave is showing us and uh, that he's going to go into in detail. If you were yeah. to buy the package, that would be a whole training course. Correct. Is that, right. correct. Is that correct, Dave? That's correct, yeah, but it was... But to be honest, it's uh, some of the demos and trades that John goes through on the videos are not that dissimilar for what I'm going to show you right now. Okay. So watch carefully. Uh, right, exactly. Okay. Uh, so, so basically what I've got here is a trade, which was uh, a trade that I actually just set up here on just November 19th of this year. It's as, and if people are familiar, this is the Option View software. Uh, which basically gives you the ability to go back in time. So we use it in what the thing called in back trader mode. So we can actually do all these kind of fancy experimentations with trades and learn how to be able to put these strategies into place and be able to test it without having to do things live in the market so you don't risk your money. And so, you know, one of the big things with anybody getting into this and, you know, the the specific people that I know, especially with my two kids who are, who are also full-time traders and my brother who is also a full-time trader, they did years and years and years worth of back testing, and, you know, it could take them a matter of just a few weeks to go through it. 
So it's a it's a tremendous it's a tremendous abil, uh, capability to be able to go and learn while a not risking any money and be able to go through years and years and basically get that I would say muscle memory into how to do these trades. So this particular um, so so this is the the setup to start off with we, that we just talked about. Now this is a little bit different, uh, <clears throat> Don, than the one that in the entry guidelines that I showed you is that normally we we put 10, 20, 10 as our as our put spread here, or I'm sorry, as our put butterfly. In this particular case, uh, for some other reasons, uh, we actually had to go with 11, which isn't really material at this point, but it's basically just to kind of make the deltas work out correctly right at the very beginning. And here's our deep in the money long call at approximately around a 90 delta. This one happened to be about 93 or so, but basically anywhere from you know 90 to 95 is, is is fine. And this one, I actually put this trade on at 8:30, um, and then I didn't put the long call on until about an hour later. So the delta here changed a little bit, but that's that's fine. And basically, the trade looks like this. Now, one of the things that you'll see with this T plus zero line is that it say, my gosh, that's really high up there. And and that's true. And it's basically just a kind of a, a bugaboo with the software, which basically this is all due to volatilities. But this should be basically right flat on this x-axis effectively. So, but this is basically the, the trade that we're looking for, nice and flat with plenty of room to the downside and plenty of room to the upside. That's the, and the, the hope is, you know, to be able to kind of just work with the trade within a, within a, within guidelines and if you remember, if you look back onto that this trade that I did is the guidelines are, and everyone should be, you know, trying to remember this, is that if the if the trade goes, and if you take a look down here, I don't know if you can see this. Don, tell me if you can see this or not. On this line down here where it says delta down below here, it's got a number that says 19.6. And then over here it says 48.3. Can you guys see that? John is, uh, is zooming in. Uh, Okay. Uh, so we are able to see it because uh, John is zooming in. And if you tell us, is that right, John, you're zooming in? Yeah. So Yeah. So basically what I just wanted to show people. Who was doing the zooming, but we are doing the zooming. Okay. So this was one of the questions that uh, that someone had brought out right at the very beginning was saying, well, how does Delta really change and what, what, what does it really do? You can see here as the Russell would move down, it follows the line of this T plus zero line, which as you can see, it's kind of like, uh, effectively, you know, uh, kind of a ski slope. So as it starts to come down, you would start from the middle, from the middle to the left, you would start to gain more positive delta, as you can see down the bottom. It goes, you know, 19.6, 48.3, 81.2, 114. So you can kind of see how it just starts to gaining, gaining, gaining more positive delta, you know, as the, basically the slope of this line continues down to this side. Now, similarly, on the right-hand side, as you start to go down the slope on the other side, you would start to gain negative de negative delta. So you can see the actual negative delta will start increasing. And then notice right around here, it starts to level off and then starts to decrease. And that's because the line starts going back up again. So the positive and the negative delta basically flows with the slope of the line. Does that, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so, and that means that this is undesirable to have a large delta, is that correct? This trade is designed to have a to have delta that are within very very uh, um, I'll say semi strict guidelines. 
and the guidelines are basically the ones that I showed you before on that this sign with a big blue triangle on it. We said that the maximum positive delta off to the left here is plus 50. Okay, so if we reach plus 50, we're going to need to do something. And on this particular trade, you know, plus 50 is right is right here. So you can see the little green bar here. You can see 50.1. So right around 1147, 1146, that's where we would have to do something. In the middle part of the area where it starts to um, be higher negative delta, in the body of the trade here, we're saying negative 100 is okay, negative 70, negative 75 at the corner of the triangle here. And if you and if you happen to go outside of the triangle or the uh, of the um, of the butterfly, minus 50 would be your maximum. So anything above minus 50, you would need to do, make an adjustment, and we'll show you show you examples of that. The other part, which we have to take a look for, so it's kind of like being a pilot. You've got these delta things that you got to check for every day. And the other thing to check for is this thing down the bottom here, which is, you know, our volatility, which is called vega. And basically, as you can see here, vega will be right now, it's negative 320. And as you move to the right, you can see it getting less and less and less. And eventually, right around here, about 1201, it turns positive. That's something that we don't want to have happen. If it turns positive, then we need to take action. So, and the reason for that is is what? The, re the reason for that is that once the our vega turns positive, what we have found is that the if you sit out here, this T plus zero line will eventually, when it turns positive, it will, be, it will tend to sag. So we can show that right here over time. I'll show you by just increasing the lines here. If you sit here over time, you can see how this line starts to bow down. The reason that it's coming down is because you're gaining more and more positive delta. So it's basically, if you think about it, as I always tell people, think about you're building a floor and you've got these support points, support posts underneath your floor while you're trying to you know, lay a floor. Um, as soon as you lose those support points, meaning you, uh, go from, uh, you go from negative to positive vega, you lose your support and guess what? The floor is gonna sag. So. The only way to be able to put more supports back in is you got to make a, make an adjustment to increase or put get your positive vega back to negative. This is, uh, and we will, like I said, we will show examples of that. Great, okay. Dave. Could you? Could I? I want to make sure that people here follow because if they don't follow, you know, it's all lost. Sure. Uh, could, could you go back for a second to the uh, to the option view uh, screen? Right there. I just want to make sure that people understand this. Uh, it's because it's not, it's hard to see, you know, in the room. It's not quite the same as people at home. Oh, okay. So at the, the top here we have calls. Can people yeah, see the calls here? And the 1070 yeah, to 1010, to 1010. And then we duplicate those strikes again down here for the puts, only we have a much larger area of the screen dedicated to puts, simply because he's trading. Uh, a spread. So this top part shows his call position, and he's long and in the money, a deep in the money call, which is a surrogate, as I understand it. Would it be correct for a position in the stock in a way? That that's exactly correct. It's a, basically it's a stock surrogate. And the reason we have that is to bias the whole thing uh, positively to. Uh, outweigh or to be able to compensate for moves upward in the market is is that correct? Well, 
Well, it's basically more simpler than that, Don. The way that I would refer to it is that the butterfly is a is a negative delta trade. The the in the money long call is a positive delta trade, and you basically are weighing the two. You're battling the two together. So basically, it's you know if the market goes up, the long call makes money. If the market goes down, the butterfly makes money. And so they're basically counter counterweighting each other. And that's how you you know if you if you didn't have, for example. If you didn't have, uh, let me just show you this. If you didn't have this long call here, okay, you basically have a trade that looks like this. Yeah. Okay, and this basically is the bearish butterfly. Okay, but since we don't like that, all of a sudden we want you to be safe. So you know, you would say, well, gee, you know, if the market goes down, if we know the market's going down, and we we can count on that, well, gee, we could make some money really quickly, and that's true. But remember, this is a market neutral trade. We're not trying to we're not picking direction. So we want you to learn how to trade and how to do that is to be able to put you into a trade that is that is safe. And one of the things that John came up with is, you know, how do you how do you how do you be safe? You know, make a make a position where basically it provides you an opportunity to be nice and flat. So you can take large market movement and understand that you may have to make some minor adjustments along the way. But you're not going to get hurt. Do people understand? Basically, we're making he's making the trade more resilient by putting in a couple of legs into it or a few legs into it, such that it will have a very broad T plus zero line. And we should explain what a T plus zero line is. Uh, also, perhaps it's uh, what would happen in the event of a large move today. The this peaked hat. And refers is looking way into the future, but our immediate concern today is what happens if we have a big move. And what he's doing is putting on a bunch of legs such that this will be flat, particularly to the upside. Yeah, and this, like I said, in this in this triangle piece up here, this is your, this is what it looks like at fifteen at fifty-seven days from now, and that's your and that's your expiration graph. Your so the the dotted line here is your T plus zero line. That's what it is today, and your solid line here, the one that I'm tracing right here, that's your expiration graph. That's what eventually, like if I was just to show you these lines, you know, if you look at all the various lines right here, this is what it looks like at T plus 14 days. You know, this is what it looks like at T plus 29 days. This is the graph that looks like at 43 days. And if you notice, that's what's happening up in here. Each one of these things is just separated by just the they're just separated by equal number of days between here and 57 days from now. So, as and all of these lines will show you how basically these trades will work. This is the, where the profit will come in, and it, but you do see that there is profit actually outside of the triangle. It's not just inside of it; it's actually outside of it here too. And what is the significance of the fact that it shows profit outside the triangle on the upside, but not on the downside? That's, that's purely because we're taking a hedge. We have that long call up to the upside, and it's all basically the construction of the trade. How we go, you know, approximately 20 to 30 points under the under the mark, under the where the Russell is going. And remember, is that to the upside, Vega is in your. It, it's uh, it's you're benefiting from Vega to the upside. When you go to the downside, Delta is going against you, and Vega is going against you. So you get both hurting you on the downside. Yeah, I think. I hope that, that 
That's clear. Do, does anyone have it? any questions? Or is that clear? Yeah, okay, we have a question. Go ahead. What is the, say that again, sir. The butterfly, in other words, how far the money, how far below the money is the butterfly, particularly yep. the short? Yeah, right here, where you can see the, the, the market here is at 1165.70, which it shows up in the upper left-hand corner here. That shows where the rut is on November 19th at 9.30 in the morning. And these, by the way, these are um, Pacific times, okay? These are not East Coast times. Uh, so at 11.65.70, the rut on November 19th of this past year, 2015, the rut was at 11.65.70 at 9.30 in the morning. And so we looked at basically going about 20 to 30 points under, which would mean uh, approximately the 1140 position, so that's where we placed our shorts, and then we went 50 points up and 50 points down, and that's that's the construction of the trade. Does that does that help, Tom? Yeah, that's great, John. What were you saying? Oh, I, I just mentioned that we have six seats up front that uh, people can see the screen better if they oh, want to move. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, come on up if you need. If you need no, uh, no, no mass stampeding. <laughs> and also, John can zoom in if if we if we need to. So let let us know. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, the question is, when you put on the trade, how do you pick the center of the triangle? Uh, easy, 20 to 30 points under the money. So the short strikes are like here, they're at 1140, which is 25.7 points below the market. So somewhere between 20 and 30, simple so as that. So you start by looking at the rut, which is currently uh, 1165. Right. And uh, you just relative to that. Yes. So okay? Somewhere between 20 to 30 under that. So 20 to 30 under that. That's 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 where you put the butterfly. Which, um, yeah, he's he's uh, Dave is going to explain the adjustments as we go. Mm -hmm. So. <clears throat> So what I'm going to do on this one, because we have the luxury of uh, this back trader model and because I did a little bit of homework up front, I'm actually going to go and tell you something on this particular trade. So I'm going to go ahead to December. So this is, remember, this is November 19th, okay? So you'll have to trust me on this one. Um, but this particular trade needed no adjustments, okay? And basically we went from November 19th just right till December 10th. So I'm just going to go here right forward to December 10th at, at um, 1230 or so. Okay. And basically, yeah, right about, I think, 1230, I took off the trade. And basically, you can see here, the trade was, as you can see from way down in here, the gain loss, the trade was up about $2,700. And I did nothing to the trade, and the trade looks like this. Okay, it basically just you know popped up, 
it, the, you know, the market went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and this is where it basically ended up on that day. And um, because it was getting close to um, uh, close to Christmas here, and because it happened to be on this day, it happened to come back into the center of the tent. And as you can see, we're kind of sitting, as I would call it, sitting on the top of the ball. Okay. Um, and I decided that, you know, the trade, even though it was an ad, it's, uh, uh, this is kind of my lower amount of profit that I normally would get out of a trade like this. I just, just decided to take it off and take it off and, you know, head off for Christmas. So here was the trade and it required no adjustments at all. Okay. Now, just for, <clears throat> just for, just for grins, if you go back to the same day of November 19th, and you look at this trade that we put on, there was additional opportunity that it actually does not show on the screen here, but if you actually go out one more month, then we could have done a, uh, well, let me just see if I can get this in here. Um, I want to get one more month in here. Okay. Well, it's not showing that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm missing, uh, oh, you know what, I needed to do it one more day because I wanted to get the February options in here. Um, but basically, what there was a there was an option. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm correct myself. We ended up doing the January trade of 57 days. But if you look at the December trade, we could have done the same exact trade in December at 30 days or 29 days. You see what I mean, Don? So on on November 19th, we had a we had a choice. We could either make a January trade, or we could do a December trade. This one was 57 days, but remember what I told you is that this trade can be done anywhere from 15 to 70 days. So I could have put this trade on for December as well, okay? And as it turns out, the trade was, I actually went back and back tested this, and I actually found out that if I would have put it on November 19th, exactly the same, except you, know, you take all these strikes and just move them to the left, this trade actually would have made almost exactly the same amount of money but it would have required about seven adjustments to, to do it between um, November 19th and December 10th. So, that, so there is, uh, and that just happens to be just the way the market happened to react just in that time frame. Does that make sense, Don? Uh, yeah, okay, so we got a question here, yes, sir. Uh, will you be doing examples of adjustments? That's coming up right uh, as we finish this one right here. Yeah, so we'll be doing those for sure. Yep. As a matter of fact, we we can get right to that right now. Any more questions about this trade? Otherwise, I'm just going to move on to the trade that we're going to start doing all the adjustments to. Yes, sir. Okay, the question is the profit is $2,700. Right. Uh, what, what would you have at risk? What would I have at risk? In other words, yeah, I, that, I'm just repeating the question as, as worded. Okay, I may have to explain a little bit what he means by that. Say that again, sir. sir. Um, 
Yeah, how would you look at your return? How would you calculate a return? Oh, very simply. Because this is a $50,000 plan trade, plan capital trade, we made $2,744 divided by $50,000. Okay, he, just, he said that's good. Yeah, or about 5.5%. About Say that again, Michael. Oh, he's uh, oh, he's wondering. Does is the fifty thousand dollars? Does that appear on the screen? Uh, where it appears, okay, is basically if you look down here, this break-even line down here. You can everybody see this line? This horizontal line right here. This is right at about twenty, somewhere between. Well, it's about twenty-five thousand. Okay, this is actually. At this stage, with just the trade that we put on right at the very beginning, this is your maximum risk at this trade on the downside. It's twenty-five thousand, not fifty. But we, by our experience, is that we say if you're going to do this kind of a trade, you should have fifty thousand dollars in your account because typically, after adjustments and various things that you may have to do to it, you your your margin may go up, and you'll and you'll use more of that margin up over time. In this particular trade, we didn't do that because there was nothing to do. Very. Yeah. Yeah, 50k is to make sure you're safe. Dave, I think you have a question. Hi. So um, this trade started November 19th and ended December 10th, and Correct. said there was no no adjustments necessary. My question is. How much work do you have to do every day, and how do you monitor the trade? So, for example, do you have to look at the open and the close? Um, can you monitor with alerts? Um, how much, like, angst or work are you sure. doing each day? Sure. No, great, great question. And what was your name? Dave. My Dave? Dave as well. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, <laughs> well, great, Dave. The uh, uh, Great question. Uh, the typical time, and you'll see it when we actually get to the next trade because we're going to go day by day. So you will actually see how much time and energy we put into each one. And if we do any more than a minute, minute or two for each trade, then um, if a minute or two for each trade on a day that we don't have to do anything, we're spending too much time. And the amount of time that you actually have to look at this trade per day, it was designed to basically have you look at it once a day. You know, if you could look at it maybe, you know, an hour or so before the end of the day, that's fine. Then if you need to make an adjustment, you can do it. But um, I know for a fact that, you know, if you have a schedule, like, for example, when my <clears throat> when my son was trading this trade, uh, well, he still is, but with his particular job, uh, he was starting work at 9 o'clock in the morning. And remember, we're here on the West Coast, so everything opens up at 6.30. So, you know, typically around 8 o'clock, he would take a look at it. If he needs to do anything, he would make his trade, and by 8.15 or so, he'd be done, and then he's off to work, and then he doesn't worry about it until he comes home at night. So it's basically you, your work schedule, you, know, you can make this manage, you know, you can manage this with whatever your work schedule is if you're working on a, on a full or part-time job, or if you're not, uh, one of the worst things you can do is probably watch this all day, because then you have a potential of overtrading it. Does that, okay, I don't that, see any more. Oh, there's one more. Another question. So you get out of the trade on what date? December 10th. December 10th. And 
And what have you gotten out on January 7th? Um, I have no idea. I didn't run it to then. I'm just curious. I mean, the fact that things have changed, obviously, in the last week. Yeah, I, we'd have to we'd have to run through it. I have no idea. Okay. All right. I, I didn't know if you could just adjust your that well, no, we'd have, we'd have to go through every day and then look for adjustments and do the whole trade, you know. I was just merely showing you this one because it just happened to be one of those real easy months. So I just want to let people know that this, some, this sometimes does happen. But, you know, I would say this happens maybe, you know, maybe once or twice a year. But normally you've got some adjustments to do. Okay. And without further ado, maybe we can, we can pop into that. How's that, guys? Go right ahead. Okay. And this one I started back on uh, May 23rd, 2014. Okay, so. So here we are, guys. <clears throat> We're here at May 23rd, 2014, 56 days till expiration. We're putting on a 10, 20, 10, 10, 10 longs, 20 shorts, 10 longs. The 20 shorts are at 1,100. Notice we're trading at 1,126.20, so we're 26 points. Uh, uh, the, the, the shorts are 26 points below the market, okay? We have one deep in the money long call with about a 92.7 delta up here. This is the 1,000 call. And <clears throat> let me just go back to 1230. And then we'll just show you what this looks like. And notice here's what it looks like. So now the, the volatility has changed. Remember before we had that kind of funny looking T plus zero line? This is more classically what it should look like. Nice and flat, very, very safe. And you can see that you're guarded it against any kind of a big kind of price movement for quite a, quite a long ways to the, to the top and quite a ways to the bottom as well. Okay. So what I'm going to do here, and Don, you need to get busy. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, you're, 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 on, you're on tap now. So here we go. So look, look for your first candidate. So what we're, what we're going to do is, here's, here's the things, and, l and let me review really quickly here, guys. The delta, so let me go back to the screen. The delta on the screen here, you can see it's basically zero or negative 0 0.96, okay? So the things that we're going to be looking for, if you remember the things I told you, is that a key adjustment point on the downside is plus 50 delta. So everybody should write that down plus 50 delta if we're going to the left. If we're going to the right, if we're beyond the tent of the triangle, our limit is minus 50. So if we're minus 55, we need to make an adjustment. Also in the middle of the tent, if we're over minus 100, which typically will only happen a little bit later in the trade if we're in there, anything over minus 100, we would have to make an adjustment. Also, if we're near the if we're near this corner right in here, and it's a little bit negligible, I mean a little bit subjective as to exactly you know what exactly this corner is, but you know approximately you know 
10 points probably away from the from the triangle here in this corner, that's where we say minus 75. So if we're minus 85, we need to do something. We need to reduce that delta to say minus 50 or something below minus 75. The only other thing is that if we turn positive vega up here someplace, we need to watch for that and we'll see that right here. Right now we're minus 424.8 vega, so there's no problem. Okay, so if I was, if you were asking me, hey Dave, do we do we need to do any adjustment to this thing? So Don, maybe you should be the first one. Don, I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> Hello, Don. Hello. Don, did we lose connection? Okay. Okay, John, I just see your mic dropped, but we still hear you and see your screen. One second. Okay, very good. Maybe this is Don saying that he doesn't know how to do this. Don, did you need it? Maybe, Don, you needed a little bit of extra time to give me, give me your answer. Maybe that was the trick. Well, for, for everybody, since you can't hear me, everybody everybody on the audience, well, they, they fixed their microphone, be looking at the trade here and saying, okay, the delta is, you know, basically zero, and our vega is minus 424, and we're sitting in the trade, so anything below here about minus 100 and minus 75 are okay. So the answer to the question is, can we move on? It's yes, there's nothing to do. So... I'm going to just move on a day here, since uh, just to kind of move the things along. Uh, John, just so you know, I can hear, I can hear the microphone kind of like is uh, like somebody's rubbing on it. So this sounds like there is some action going on there. Just if you want some feedback from me, but I'm going to move here along to a day, I'll move one day ahead. Hopefully the microphone gets uh, gets fixed. So. In lieu of the microphone not being fixed, I'm just going to go along here, guys, and hopefully you can – John, can you tell me if you can still hear me so if I, it's okay if I just move on with the presentation while you fix your mic? If you can just type into the chat, that'd be helpful. Well, uh, we're trying a second mic. Okay. John, is it okay if I just kind of continue with the presentation here? Would you suggest that or should I just stop? Okay, please continue. Very good. Okay, guys. So hopefully everybody's um, in sync here. So we moved on a day to now uh, May 27th. Uh, this is <clears throat> over, looks like the holiday weekend. So we went forth a few days here. So now we see we're only 52 days into the trade. Um, our Delta, our, our Vega still, our Vega. So think of us as you're being pilots, guys. You get all these you get all these dials on your on your uh, dashboard of your plane. So Vega being as long as we're negative, we're okay. Delta, we just got to make sure that we've got the we don't have too much or too little. So we're minus 24. We're sitting here in the trade. Oh, just beyond the tent here. So we're minus 24. If we were more than minus 50, we we have to do something. In this case, we don't. So we're just going to move on a day. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Hey, I got gotcha. you. Sorry about that. I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah, we uh, we went back to a wired mic while the wireless one is giving us trouble. Oh, so. sure, sure. Okay, great. Well, glad glad you're back. Yeah, we're gonna go full screen here and um, please continue. Okay. So I guess what we were trying to do is see if we could maybe get you know folks in the audience to uh, uh, participate here. Uh, is that possible or? Uh, people, let me start again just to get people um, uh, oriented. So where are we, uh, Dave? Could so you remind me? Yeah, so, so we're here. We're on May 28th. Okay, we've got 51 days till expiration. And, uh -huh. and the, only, the only things I want people to look at, so this is like forget about all the other information on this page. The only thing you get to look at effectively is Delta down here. Okay, Dave, then can you maybe um... – can you maybe drag the backtrader mode box down to the uh, summary field so we can zoom in on that and have the numbers real big? I mean this here? Yes. Sure. Not a problem. Cool. Great. Okay. Yes, because John is zooming in on top of your <laughs> presentation. So we have delta minus 20, which is not a problem because it's under correct. 50. Correct. Well, and depending and depending upon where we are, remember if we look like this, we're just at the edge of the tent, so we're kind of we're, our our parameter that we're looking at is either minus 50 on the outside of the tent or minus 75 on this side. Either way, we're under it, so we have nothing to do. And gamma is negative, which is and we don't worry about vega rather. Yeah, we vega. don't worry. Yeah, we're not worrying about gamma. We're not worrying about. We theta. don't worry about that. Just don't vega, worry. Is, vega is negative, and so we don't care about that either. That's right, because well, we care, but we just want to make sure it stays negative. If it goes positive, then we have to do something. Okay, now I'll let John so, do one, and then we'll move around. <laughs> okay, so let me let me skip going. Okay, so we'll go to May 29th here. <clears throat> so I forget. I think it would, I think it might have been Dave that asked the question of like how much each day should we be spending on doing this. So here again, delta is minus 26. Our Vega is negative. Our parameter here is what right at the tent, so it's approximately about minus 50. So we only have minus 26. Do we have anything to do? Nope. Nope. Okay, move on. So that was a rough day of trading. And so, so just just to clarify, we're we're checking these either in the morning or at the end of the day. Yeah, I've got this. I've got this at 12:30, which is for us here. It's about you know half hour before closing. Yeah, sure. So, so, so just enough time. To, but, but, but you could be you could be doing this at you know your time, East Coast time. You could be doing this at you know probably you know eleven or ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning, um, or you know if you're got a chance to do it at you know at lunchtime when lunch. you're at lunch, um, or you got an afternoon break, you could do it at three o'clock. You know whatever, as long as you can take a couple minutes and check this, that's all you need. Wonderful. Okay. That's. And the thing is, for everybody, like I explained to you about my son, you know, he goes to work and it's at, you know, for example, like for you, like, well, imagine West Coast time. He's starting work at 9 o'clock in the morning, and but, you know, our market opens up at 6.30, so it's not a problem. He gets up at 8 o'clock, you know, does what he needs to do, checks his checks the market, looks at his thing here, nothing to do. He closes it down and he just packs it in and goes off to work. That's it. Now, has he done years and years and years and years worth of back testing? Absolutely. 
So this is when you get into a maintenance mode. Yeah, no but, doubt. But the thing is, but you need to have done the work before to be able to get to the, you know, the, the muscle memory of knowing how to do this. But when it gets down to it, this is like being a pilot. It's just checking your dials. When we get into doing more, um, you know, the trade adjustments, you know, then it gets a little more complicated. So, but I would say 60% of the time, this is all that's required. Okay, so let's keep going here then. Uh, okay. I'll, we'll just pick on some people who are nearby. Since we're sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so go ahead if you want. So here's here's where we are. So we're inside the tent. So everyone should be saying, aha, this is probably around minus 75. That's our requirement. And what are we? We're minus 26. Is that a problem? Not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. I guess that means we can move on. Good. Keep going. That's right. I hope all you guys are not being strained by this. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Market's down one point. Delta is minus 10. We still have negative Vega. Where are we? We're right here. We're probably in the right in between minus 75 and probably minus 100 now. And we have minus 10. What does that mean, guys? We're good. All We're good. 75. We're not good. Okay. 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 At different. Yes. Hey. So. So we're just clarifying for uh, some audience members. Sure. The, the M3 strategy has decision inflection points at different points of the payoff diagram. So Dave, if you could just switch to the payoff diagram real quick. I was just gonna. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just doing that. Cool. So, so here's. So here's where it is. Positive 50 is our adjustment over here. Negative 100 kind of in this area of the tent, the edge of the triangle here, minus 75, and outside of the tent or outside of the triangle, minus 50. Those are your, uh, the only, the, the part that I actually didn't get a chance to put on the slide was Vega, but basically it's uh, when Vega turns positive, that's when you need to do something. If it's negative, you're fine. And, and again, that. Where the rut is against the tent, that's your delta. The, those are his decision points, yeah. So, and, and again, that that uh, mountain shape, that tent shape. That's your triangle. That's your butterfly. That's the payoff diagram at expiration for the entire trade with your uh, underlying price of the Russell on your x-axis moving left and right. Correct. And your payoff in dollars of the trade on your y-axis, which is hopefully positive. That's correct. Okay, so here we are. Let's move on a day to June 4th. And on this day, we're just up a couple of points. We're still got minus 20, we still have negative Vega. Minus 20 Delta under, under any scenario, you know we're gonna be okay. But I'll just show you the graph quickly anyway. See, we're right here, no problem, okay? Now I know what's going to be happening here because I've done my notes here that we're going to be we're going to be steadily heading up, and what we're going to have to watch is I'll give a hint we're going to have to watch for positive Vega guys. So here look look at look at this day we're up 20 points. Okay, so we're up 20 points now we're outside of the tent. Okay, so we're outside of the tent. So what are we going to look for? 
Anything over minus 50. Are we over minus 50? No, we're minus 37. So we don't have a delta problem. Is our vega positive? No, it's minus 99. But it's getting but it's getting more closer to zero. It was much higher before. Okay, so we know that probably somewhere right up and around here, and we can see it down here, probably around 11, uh, right around 1161 or so, we're probably going to turn positive vega. So we have that in our head because we can just use this little green guy here. And if we see where we turn positive vega, it's right about here, about 1160. You can see that down the bottom of that little green box. It says vega 1.5. You can see how it's just changing from negative to positive right there. So we know ahead of time that that's about where we're going to have an issue if we go up that amount. So here we are at 1151. So we know if we go up another 10 points, we're going to have a problem and that we're going to have to do an adjustment. Okay? So lo and behold, okay, go the next day. Okay, so here it is before, here it is before, we actually have to make an adjustment this day. So who's uh, who's taking a look at Vega here? See, we got positive Vega, we got positive 78. Here's what the trade looks like. Delta is no problem, okay. We've got delta of only like about minus 38 or so, um, but we have positive vega. So now we have to we have, we have a problem. So we need to make an adjustment, okay? So for everybody that's been dying to know, okay, well, what are the adjustments that are done? Here's what we're going to be doing. We're just going to take some of these shorts, the 1100s, and just moving some of them up one strike. We've got just, one question real quick. Yeah. I understand philosophically why if delta gets too large, I would want to do an adjustment because if the slope of the the profit line gets too high, a minor change in the rut would cause perhaps massive losses. Can you explain why a volatility number of uh, going positive causes me concern because yeah, the, if the rut moves, I don't care what the volatility is as long as I stay within the bounds of the profit triangle. Well, in this particular case, why should I be concerned about volatility as much sure, as you are? Sure. And the, if you take a look at the diagram here, you're, since you're not in the profit triangle now, you're out here. And what happens if you take a look at the expiration graph, notice how it goes below here. Over time, if you were to sit here, okay, if, if let's say that Russell did absolutely nothing and it just sat here, okay, what, what would happen? Right now we're up $24 in the trade. So what would happen over time? Let's take a look at that. If we go and just say, okay, what happens over time? This is what your graphs will look like. You'll start to go, you'll start to sink, 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 sink. And eventually, you'll be losing money because you're underneath the x-axis. So unless you do something to correct your positive vega, this is what's going to happen to your trade. If you were underneath the tent, you wouldn't care because you have negative vega. But when you're outside of the tent, this is a problem. We call this, or some people call it the sea of death because it will start dropping down over time. 
It will not I happen. Believe- it won't happen immediately. Like it's not going to happen tomorrow. Okay. But the thing is, is that if you're part of the rules of this trade is that if you turn positive Vega, you make an adjustment because what you want to do is you want to try to keep your support there because you want to make sure that it, it keeps that we don't produce a sag in this T plus zero line up here. But, but a sag is a theta concept, not a Vega concept. So help me understand it, that. Yeah, it, it produces it produces a a situation where it's affecting your affecting your theta or affecting your profit. Well, I think is this not the case, uh, Dave? Simply the case if you're positive Vega, mm-hmm. then uh, that means that uh, you're dependent on the volatility staying high. So because uh, if you're if you're uh, negative Vega, then if uh, volatility if he, as he says if it stalls then uh, that's fine because obviously if it stalls, your volatility is going to fall and your profit, your position will make money. But if if you're positive Vega, then uh, if the uh, if the volatility falls, which of course it will, if the market just sits there, then your position overall is going to start losing, will lose in value. Yeah, just like because it, the volatility. As it, as, as it shows there. Is that correct? Did I state that correctly, Dave? Yeah, I mean, it just I simply just say take a look at the graph. This is what happens over time. If, if even if the Russell did absolutely nothing over time, this is what's going to happen because you're you'll get more and more positive Vega, and you're you'll start losing money, you know, continuously. Because uh, yeah, what, what happens here is you, you turn into a negative theta position. So you're right. I mean, theta and vega are sort of inverses of each other, I believe. Yeah, because look, look over here in the graph, guys. If you take a look at 32 days from now, right here you got you know 160 or so, you know 168 negative delta, negative theta. Sorry. So every day you're losing $170 if you sit here. Okay, now, just on theta, as you say. Now, if you're here 11 days from now, okay. You're only losing $11 a day. So, near term, does it make a huge difference? The answer is no. But as time goes on in the trade, if you keep sitting here and keep sitting here, it's going to make a bigger and bigger difference. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, does that make sense? He says no. Um, okay, well. <laughs> Does he not see that the graph goes down and then you'd be losing money? The graph goes down because of theta, not because of vega. He's saying the graph is going down because of theta, not because of vega. Uh, well, it's actually because of both. It's because of both, he says. Okay, very good. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so let's. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. A couple of people are saying, could you repeat the adjustment, please? Oh, yeah, because we haven't done the adjustment yet here. Okay. What I want to show is basically the adjustment here to be able to produce, uh, to be able to get rid of the positive Vega is simply just moving up a few of the 1100 shorts up to 1110. Okay, what you'd see here. 
and I'm just going to show it, and then here it is right here. So it shows just moving 10 shorts of the 1100 up to 1110, which would see now your Vega is negative, and this is what your graph would look would look like. As you can see, it's nice and it's nice and flat, and you don't have the risk of going down. It's nice and flat, and and that's one of the key things is that you want to keep a nice flat T plus zero line to be able to keep yourself safe in the trade. So there's the adjustment. So uh question was why not all twenty? Uh if you did all twenty, then it would it would basically it's a it's a we want to be able to keep the delta here negative, remember. We can't go. We also we can't go positive, and so if we would have done all twenty, I can show that to you. If we did all twenty, okay, you can see that would have produced a Vega of minus one forty one, which would have been fine, but then that would have changed our delta to positive twenty five, and this is what it would look like. Okay. So this is basically taking on more of a directional aspect of this trade. You know, if the trade just goes up from here, great. But we're trying to keep this as a safe trade. We're not trying to pick a direction. We're trying to keep this thing flat. And right. this 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 is not flat. Right. One of the tenets of the M3 strategy being to try to remain delta neutral. That's correct. Okay. Alrighty, so there's so any more questions on that adjustment? We just simply moved, you know, 10. As you can see here, I just kind of eliminated it. So we just, it was minus 20. When I click this, it just puts the trade in there. It shows it just moved up 10. So basically the trade was, you know, effectively, if, if people want to see this, you just moved, a, basically did a, 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 just a, a, just a spread. That was the, that was the trade to do that. So you just did a vertical spread. Uh, maybe so. There's another question. Why does rolling half those contracts affect Vega? Um, if you were to take a look at the, if we were to take a look at Vega, so if we if we changed one of these columns to Vega, you would see that by buying. 10 of these and selling uh, 10 of these, okay, it would create it. It would create so much more negative delta. So it's basically just, you know, you're buying and selling two different ones to be able to create uh, more negative delta because of basically where they are on the hair. And we can show that. Actually, I can show you that by, let's see if I can change one of these. Uh, let's see. If I trade this to Vega. Okay, you can right. see you can see the, here's the Vegas. Okay, so if you basically buy, so if you do the math, you buy ten times 105, and you sell a negative ten times 116. That's where you get more negative delta. So it's purely just the math. That's that's the way Vega works. I mean, you you see the numbers right here. Yes. Does that does that help? That answered that answered our question asker's question. Yes, okay. thank you. Cool. There is a follow up. 
first place, the number of contacts depends on the so, so the question is, uh, would you maybe play with the number of contracts, maybe only nine or maybe go up to 11, depending on, and, and maybe do one strike or two strikes, depending on the necessary move to arrive at the necessary adjustment? Uh, the easy answer to that is absolutely yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically going by trial and error. Would you would you then say that the best move is the smallest change from your original strategy that satisfies that, or it's actually a combination of getting the Greeks in line and then being able to look at the graph and saying, okay, we've created a nice smooth line. So the graphic aspects of this option view is a key aspect of this, because let's say if we change it and all of a sudden we look and we say, well, gee, this we may be we look at basically this point here, and we look at, let's say, how far this, by making the adjustment, how bad now did we make it to the downside? You know, how close to where we are did we make it to the downside? And that might cause you to say, hmm, that's a little bit too close, or, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, we might be too close to, imagine if this, if this graph kind of just went down like this, you know, if you can see the way I'm drawing. Right. Yeah, as, as it did when you adjusted all 20 of the contracts. Correct, correct. So it's a combination of, it's a trial and error looking at the, and after a while you just kind of get to learn, um, you know, kind of, you know, where, you know, just by experience you learn kind of how to do it. But um, many times I'll be going in and, oh, I'll, I'll try five. Oh, not enough. I'll try 10. Oh, you know, maybe too much. I'll go in and try seven. Ah, just right. Wonderful. Let's keep it going. Sure. Okay. So let's see. Okay, and go into June 9th here. Okay. So again, here we moved up eight points. Okay. And does anybody wager a guess what we need to do, if, if we need to do anything? So they're saying Vegas positive, so we need to adjust. That's correct. That's correct. Whoever that was, give them a star. <laughs> so basically what we did is what we do, we, we just moved, in this case, we moved um, Okay, well, hold on a second. So this was actually a little bit more of a major move, okay? So what we did is that if you go to actually, so this is a very interesting point. So because our delta, so this is just before making the move, okay? So we're minus four delta, but we're plus 46 vega, so we need to do something. Now, a key characteristics is that we are now 24 points above our long strikes here. So our long strikes are at 11.50, so we're 24 points above. General rule of thumb, 10 to 15 points above those longs, we're probably gonna have to roll the entire butterfly up. Or in this case, what we have here is now a condor, but we basically have to move the entire position up because the combination of the deltas, the negative deltas and the positive vegas, to create negative vega, we have to 
basically keep reducing this delta, okay? But we don't want to create positive delta because then we end up with the with the graph that we just showed you, with basically going from the lower left to upper right, and we're taking on a directional slant to this thing. So when we get to the point at which the Greeks just don't work, okay? Because for example, and I'll show you this, if we take these 10 and just move them up to here, okay? We say, oh great, our Vega turned negative, but now we've got 30 positive delta and the trade looks like this. Okay, and that's, we don't want that. So it's like, okay, how do we correct that? Well, we can't, there's, there's just no combination of these. And once you reach that point, you know that that's the point at which you have to go and roll the entire trade up, okay? So is that is that straight, just that part of it? Because this is gonna be a fairly major move that we're gonna do here. So basically what we're gonna do is effectively take this entire condor off and we're basically going to move it up about, um, well, let's see, we move it from 1100 up to 1140. So we're basically moving this up 40 points. Okay. So to go back, we basically moved, moved this long from here and we moved it up 40 points up to here. Okay, and then we took the shorts and also moved those up 40 points. We took the other shorts here and moved them up as well, and we took these longs and moved those up 40 points as well. Okay, so we moved all the longs up 40 points, and then the shorts, we moved up these to 1100 to 1140, and in these 1110s, we moved up just enough to be able to get it to the point where the deltas were in sync with what we want to do. And the result of that is this right here. So here's the longs that were moved up 40. Here's the other longs that were moved up 40. What we did is that we had, remember, we had 10 and 10. So what we did is we moved up 15 to here and 5 to here. And the reason for that was that we needed to get the deltas approximately around this number and to be able to get the graph to look like this. So, for instance, if we would have done... If we would have done 10 and 10, okay, like we had before, so it would have looked like, um, so if we would have done 10 and 10, it would have looked like this. The graph would have been like this, and that would be okay, except that we don't like to make it and turn it into positive delta. We like to have a little bit of negative delta to start off with. That's why we did this, just to get a little bit of negative delta. And the key thing is that we're making a change like this. We don't want to change signs. So prior to the change, we were minus four. We don't want to go positive. We want to keep it negative. Okay? And like I said, when you go into a lot of the, the whys of a lot of all this, within the M3 course itself, it explains all of the whys. You know, we don't have time today to go through all that, but this is meant to be just kind of a quick... Uh, perusal so you guys can kind of get the gist of what's going on. But all of the good questions, especially when it relates to, I don't know the gentleman, gentleman's name that we're talking about, Theta and Vega, but the, the intricacies of Theta and Vega of how it actually reacts and how one reacts with one another, that's, it's, it's explained over many, many slides 
in the M3 program, okay? But it's it take a long time to go over that during a session here. But within the within the actual program, John goes into that in detail. So just for whoever asked that question, those questions are I may have not provided a good enough answer today, and I apologize for that. But and just to let you know that those are very very distinctly uh, going into great depth during the uh, actual uh, M3 program. So whoever asked that, okay. Very good. Okay. So here we are. Uh, yeah, we have a question here. Uh, uh, go ahead. Hang on a sec. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, here we go. One more question, kind of back to making money. So we, 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 we like to do that. Yeah. Uh, um, so the less you have to adjust it, the more money you make. So if you have, let's say, a very volatile market and you're constantly or you know, every day or every other day making an adjustment, do you start to lose money over the 56 days, or what do you do, or just close the position? Um, I'm just trying to understand uh, how do you maximize your profit here, and can you take a loss? Do you end up uh, or take a loss? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, um, you know, typically with this trade, you know, we usually try to do about nine wins. I mean, obviously we try to win every month, but my idea is actually just try not to uh, lose too much each month, and usually the winnings just happen. But in, in, in normal mode, nine wins and three losses per year is about standard. And the whole trick, just like with anything, is that you want to try to not necessarily maximize your wins, but you want to minimize your losses. And that's where this trade is really, really good at because it's teaching you how to be safe. It's teaching you how to keep a nice flat uh, delta line, and it's not taking a lot of chances in either direction. So it may not earn the profits of other kinds of strategies, but remember, this is actually trying to teach you, and part of the course is going into a lot of depth as to, you know, why do we care about Vega, and why do we care about Delta in certain situations, and what are the static Greeks versus the, di versus the, di the dynamic Greeks, and how does that, how does, like, Vega how does that number one today, how is that different from a Vega number that is dynamically changing over the course of the next few weeks? Um, and also all of the other Greeks. So we're looking at the static versus dynamic Greeks, which is a concept that a lot of people don't talk about, but it's a, that's a, one of the key takeaways from the course. Is your software does your software tie in with some of the trading platforms, or do you have to re-enter this Unfor stuff? Unfortunately, no, no. It's uh, I, I wish uh, uh, like I, I deal through Thinkorswim, and this does not. Um, it's a, a basically a totally independent. Wish it wish it did though. But you know this option view software is is fairly old software, so they haven't done a lot of those. Good, good things. They don't really have any software. You just have to execute it uh, yourself, if I, if I understand correctly. Yeah, uh, this, is this is basically just analytical software, and Thinkorswim or is your brokerage, and that's where you actually have to enter your trades. Right. So your 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 uh, deltas and everything else that they come from the same source that TD Ameritrade gets it, right? Is that that, that's correct. Okay. Well, there's going to be controversy over over a true delta and all the rest of it, but uh, suffice it to say that uh, that can be dealt with. Yes. That, that's right. There's different. There's different things within the um, 
within the model here where you can pick standard model or true delta. So there's there's all different kinds of setups for that. <laughs> A quick, quick question. Could you compare the pros and cons of M3 versus a more traditional 10 delta iron condor that uh, people do every month of the year all all, all across the country? Uh, pro, pros and cons between those two different trades? Yeah. Um, well, I think that the, um, you know, what has happened is that I think even the gentleman, I've, I believe it was John Payne, I believe, what the, the gentleman that showed up before, um, where you're showing about an iron condor. Um, mm -hmm. What I had, you know, I traded on, I, I've traded iron condors for years. And what I had found was that during uh, calm markets, absolutely, you know, it's a great trade. Um, but it also didn't teach me a lot about how to actually handle trades when we're having different kinds of market conditions. The M3 showed me in this particular butterfly and long call combination showed me that basically regardless of market conditions, you know, this is a trade that can be a uh, an extremely uh, good trade uh, and, a, and a winning trade, whereas within, you know, a, a classic iron condor, there's many times where um, you will be, um, and actually John actually has a presentation that he does that actually does that exact comparison uh, of looking at the combination of uh, he takes actually trades that is an iron condor and a M3 and shows it kind of life through a trade and all the different characteristics and actually how it goes through because your question is a great question, but it's a um, the, the best answer is probably, <laughs> is, you know, in, in detail, you can see it through one of the, uh, the things that John had done as far as pros and cons because he actually took the trades through and showed how both react in different mark, kind of market conditions. And what he found, what he found was that the iron condor normally, except for in super calm conditions, um, this, this trade was a one that was more resilient to all kinds of market conditions. Uh, but you can trade an iron condor in a very calm markets and it does very well for you. And I've, I've traded that and done very well. So, you know, the pros are, you know, iron condor does great in calm markets, but when it's not, it, it tends to suffer. Uh, especially an iron condor and a choppy market uh, tends to lose very quickly because the other gentleman that asked the question saying, well, what happens when, you know, the trade kind of, you're, you're kind of having to constantly adjust it? Well, that's one of the big issues. Uh, with iron condors, you tend to, depending upon what your characteristics or parameters are, that you're going to adjust it um, because you don't want it to go too bad in one direction or the other. Um, with this particular trade, you've got, since you have such a super flat T plus zero line, um, which you don't have as, as compared to in the iron condor uh, over the same breadth of a trade, um, what you'll find is that this trade tends to be superior to that over over several different kind of market environments. It's not to say that the iron condor doesn't do well, because it does. I mean, it absolutely does well, but different kind of market conditions um, we found that the M3 does good in pretty much all market conditions. And it's one you can try to trade and actually be successful with and not run the risk that you would do with an iron condor. So I would say for, that's a, a brief pros and cons, but I would say that, you know, in, in depth, uh, like I said, it's a, 
we, we could do a whole hour's worth conversation about and going through trades comparing the two and we could and I could show you. No, no, that's that's perfect. Uh, okay, Will has a question. Uh, I take it you're talking about position Vega rather than something else, but I, I'm curious what kind of uh, source you're using to to uh, get your data for coming up with Vega. Uh, well, it's through Option View. So whatever, so implied or is it static or uh, or you know? It would be implied. It would be implied. Implied. Okay, that's it. Yeah. And okay. I know. Oh, we had a question over here. Um. Yes, sir. My understanding is that Option View does not have a graphing component that allows you to go back in time. Do you? Sure. That's what that's what we're doing right now. No, no, not, no. I'm talking about uh, chart. Excuse me, not graph, but chart program that goes back in time, so you can go forward one day at a time while you're using Option View to go forward and the graphs one day at a time. Or do you have one that you could recommend? I'm not sure. What, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sure what you're what you're saying. It doesn't. It doesn't have that. Well, does, does Option View have a chart that shows the the graph of the SPX? I mean like this, right? I mean like the, oh, you mean like here? Not, not a profit chart. I'm talking about the actual price, a price chart. A price chart like this. And that, you can move that forward one day at a time? Uh, yeah, it's going one, it's going with us as we trade this trade. Okay. So All notice right. here, June 9th, 2014, that's exactly where we are right there. Okay. I think it might be thinkorswim that has some yeah. such capabilities lacking in okay. in option view. Okay. okay. Who else has? We have time. Uh, let's. Um, did oh yes, I'll, I'll come over to you. Hang on a sec. I'll come over to you. And okay. Yeah, I just curious. Uh, how does this work with other underlines besides direct? Um, it, it has been traded successfully uh, on the Russell for many, many, many years. It's also been traded successfully on the SPX, uh, and many people also use it on um, individual stocks. But we don't, you know, we don't uh, promote that, nor do we have any experience with that. But some students have actually used it and created some modified rules for using it with the SPX, which are slightly different than the Russell here. Uh, so some students have kind of gone off on their own and done the testing and back testing and come up with their own, you know, kind of slightly different parameters and stuff of when they need to do things or maybe slightly different wing widths or all those kind of various things to, you know, for them to be successful with the trade. But it, it, I, I know a guy that trades it, you know, today, you know, uh, very large size and he trades it every every month. How about uh, S&P uh, futures options? to do this? Yeah. I suspect that would not work because there's very little, I mean, because you basically have a 100-point delta for each option, correct? I mean, I I don't have any experience with futures. I've never traded them. Um, okay. Uh, it's. Uh, but from my understanding is that every option is 100 delta. So you're, you're saying that... Uh, your, 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 min, your minimum adjustment point is a hundred delta. Ah, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, okay, uh, we have time for a couple uh, more questions. Oh, we got one. Mark has one over here. Let me get over to Mark. Okay. Mark. Hey, Dave. I was just wondering. Hey, Mark. 
Uh, I was just wondering, wouldn't a broken wing butterfly give you a similar T plus zero line? And, uh, you know, how would that compare with, with what you're doing here? Uh, that's actually, um, <clears throat> there's, there's a variation of the M3 trade, which does exactly that. And they call it an M3U. And that's basically utilizing a broken wing butterfly. So yes, it can absolutely be done. I, uh, my son actually trades one of those every month. So it's, it's a variation of the M3, but it's a, it's basically a very, it's in, it's within the M3 family, but it's not one that we that's covered within the normal M3 program. But it's a, it's done kind of on a on a, um, a more advanced basis. What would be the advantage of that, Mark or, or Dave? Well, I, I know the, uh, the your long call costs you a lot of trading mm -hmm. capital. So I yes. don't know. Maybe maybe you could trade with less money with the broken wing butterfly and maybe employ the same uh, rules. Uh, there are different rules, uh, but by eliminating the long call and just using a broken wing butterfly, uh, there's uh, different rules involved to make it successful because it it does change the trade and it does. Uh, you tend to have a trade that's much more like sitting on top of a ball, uh, potentially. Um, uh, well, it, it's sitting on top of a ball if you're not uh, making it so much of a broken wing. But if you do make it a broken wing, you can actually flatten it out somewhat. So it's a uh, again, it's I guess the easy answer is yes, it can be done. <laughs> Maybe partway in between. Right. Uh, between. It's, it's, it's a it's a very you know John. John has come up with an M3U, he's got an M3E, you know, he's got all these variations that he's done, but this is kind of like what I'm showing you here today is is the basic M3. Okay, this, uh, go ahead. What is, I don't understand the purpose of the long call. What is that out there for? Uh, well, let me show you. It's, uh, if you take a look at here, this is where we are, right? Versus if we uh, did not have it, You know, this is what it would look. So this is what it's doing to the trade. If you have it, this is your T plus zero line, nice and flat and very safe. If you don't have it, you have a much, you know, you have this kind of a shape. So that's what it does. It creates a more safe environment for you to trade and learn in versus this other trade without it. It is basically a bearish butterfly. So it's a highly, it's a much higher negative delta position. Right, with, exactly. With with, with with larger drawdowns, with all those things that we mentioned before. It's it's a protection on the upside. You have other protection on the downside. Uh, okay, now we're going before people leave. Uh, we're going over to a nearby pub. Which one? <laughs> Cameron, Cameron Bar and Grill. So please come with us, and we'll give you directions for that in just a second. Uh, but don't leave. If there's any chance at all, you may be interested in joining us. It's only a couple of blocks over. Uh, now, are there some? Uh, we're running out of time here. Yes, Michael. Yeah. Can you reduce the size of this trade to um, five? Yeah, five lots or two lots or whatever. Oh, can you, you reduce yeah, the scale of the trade? Yeah, the smallest. The smallest that you could do this trade is about uh, five thousand dollars. And how so, would you do that? Uh, you would do that by employing just one 
one butterfly here. Basically, if you were to think about what we did at the very beginning, it would be a 1, 2, 1, as opposed to a 10, 20, 10. And then the one long call up here would not be in the Russell. It would be in the IWM. Very good. We, uh, Dave, was there, uh, we have to cut it off. What's ROE over the course of a year? What's your experience? You're doing 55 days DTE, what, six trades a year? What are your, what is your experience with uh, 50K involved? Uh, the, the, the typical profit on a trade over the course of a year? Yeah, what, what's been your experience using the M3? Uh, my experience with the M3 is, you know, first off, starting off, is uh, I would say on a per trade basis. So if you're trying to earn, let's say, you know, uh, you know, one to two percent per trade. Um, so obviously that equates to, and, and, the, and the point is that you could be doing these approximately every 30 days because you can have multiple trades going on at the same time. Um, is that you would be able to go and you know be somewhere in the beginning one to two percent of trade, and I think as the years go on. Or as your experience goes, or depending on how much um, you know trading that you do and how quickly you learn, you, know, you kind of get up the learning curve. You know, we've got situations where people are you know going up to you know five and ten percent a trade, five or ten, up to a couple percent or more a trade. We have That's to correct. cut it off. Um, Dave was, um, thank you very much. Let's have a very nice hand. That was one of the most interactive talks, uh, and people got a lot more out of it than we've ever had. I'm positive of that. Uh, we just have to uh, cut. Is there any, on 30 seconds, is there anything else you need to say, Dave? Uh, well, I guess, I, uh, unfortunately, we only made it through the first couple of days of this trade <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I actually had notes to actually go to take this trade all the way through expiration just because, just for people to uh, to see how it would go. And, and actually, just uh, just for fun, if you just to uh, kind of uh, bear with me, and how about this, if, we just, if you could spare me just one minute, uh, what I can do is just uh, show you just at the very end of this whole thing. Um, let me just go to the end, just just for fun. Uh, let's see the. So if we come up here to July 17th on this particular trade, hopefully this will work. Yeah. So here's the trade at the very end. Okay, this is basically you see there's just one day. It's the Thursday. It's the day of expiration, and basically we're up about $7,500, and this is what the trade looks on the day of expiration. Very good. Thank you very much. So, uh, we got to we got to get I, out of here, or the yeah, library just, will. Yeah, sure. No, but I just want to say to everybody, thanks very much, and you know, hopefully this will, um, you know, possibly give you some insight as to the opportunities that, you know, to use something a little bit different. And if, like I said, if there's any other uh, questions or whatever, uh, you know, my email is dave at lockinyoursuccess.com. And if there's any questions or comments, you know, feel free to ask. I'd be happy to happy to help you out. Thank you very much. We really okay. appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Don. Okay, bye-bye.